to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know my guests and I are excited to have you with us this week. So here's the deal. You know, changing the sales game, important. We want to make more money, but we have to serve and show up bigger and better for our clients. So how do we do that? I have a free gift for you. In the show notes, you'll find my communication style assessment. You'll get two reports after taking the online assessment. First report will spotlight your just your natural superpowers, which your natural communication superpowers, I should say, which means how your message is landing for the other person you're communicating with. Here's the more important report. You'll get a secondary report, which spotlights your lowest score, typically a blind spot. So how is your message landing for those that communicate 180 degrees different from you? Hmm, kind of important. So again, that info is in, or that link is in the show notes, my gift to you. I truly hope it helps you change your sales game so much more efficiently. Now to set the tone for the show's topic today, my motivational quote is by Andrea Mignolo. And Andrea says... I want to do business with a company that treats emailing me as a privilege, not as a transaction. Now, listen, when COVID hit, right, many business, many business activities kind of went full on stop. The one thing, though, that continued were different email campaigns. Now that that things have, I'm going to say, kind of gotten back to normal um, or back on track. Are email campaigns still relevant or have they, they, they've become obsolete? Now, this is an essential question. I don't care what type of business or industry you're in. We need to think about it because our email list could potentially be our long-term lifeline for just continued business and continued success. So how do we create value-added emails so people not only open them, right? That's great, click rates, but we want to make sure they investigate and take action. So who is my amazing guest that we're going to talk about this very cool topic today? His name is Eric Boggs. Now, Eric is the founder and CEO of RevBoss a lead generation company focused on outbound prospecting. He spent the last 20 years of his career building SaaS companies and advising successful CEOs, uh, Device Magic, Kevl, User Voice, Ignite Social, and many more, which, because that's not my zone of genius, he's going to explain that to me. Uh, so please help me welcome Eric to the show. So Eric, thanks for being on. Hi, Connie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Uh, just great background. When I meet tech people like you, I'm like, oh, I need to learn. What do I need to learn? So I'm always excited about these conversations because remember, you know, I now I've become almost the listener because I'm not an expert on this topic. And that's why I love having folks like you on the show. So truly, truly, thanks for being on. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy yeah. to chat. Yeah. So first question, all right, how can sellers craft these cold emails that are just a little more engaging and maybe story driven? So we're moving away from that more formula based approach um, that you see, you know, so many uh, marketing companies use. You you said it in your question, story driven. Um, that's the way we operate at RevBoss. We're a, a lead generation software and service company that's worked with hundreds of customers, uh, working almost exclusively with email. And we've we've gone through lots and lots of iterations in our strategy and our approach and the way we execute on behalf of our clients. But the one thing that has been the same since the beginning is the idea that uh, people buy from people and people buy stories. And the story that you tell to the recipient is really the only thing that matters. And it's the biggest lever that you have uh, as a marketer and as an emailer. 
Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. And, and I, sh- I guess I should say there's a lot underneath that, right? You've got to have the technical implementation and all that. Let's assume you got all those boxes checked. Um, yeah, it's the story. And uh, I love the quote that you said at the beginning uh, of the show, email is a privilege. Clearly, uh, that resonates um, with the world that I live in and uh, this topic. And, you know, being respectful uh, in the way that you contact people and trying to appreciate their context and their perspective, not just in the way, not just in the tone of your copy, but also in the actual content um, that you send them. Uh, and so, yeah, we've all gotten bad emails. We've all gotten good emails. The good ones are, um, timely, they're resonant and, uh, you, you feel like the person that sent it knows who you are. Yeah. And it's personal. You know, here's the thing, Eric, I've been in sales for 40 years and when COVID hit, right, I had done everything live cause I'm old, but right. 40 years doing this stuff. And COVID hit, and I remember saying to my husband, I don't know anything about business. I wasn't exposed to this whole digital realm and email lists and all of these things. So quick education, I'll tell you that, right? Because I had to start making income. We we need my income in the household. And as I was learning about the technology, it was so funny because I, I hired coaches, of course, right? Because I had blind spots, right? You have to be smart. So, you know, penny wise, dollar foolish, that old saying is really true when you're in business. And I remember as I was learning, Eric, it was so funny because I, I kept saying to my coach, the one who was teaching me all the time, I'm like, oh, well, that's a sales strategy. And he was like, oh, I guess. So, you know, all of this email sales for me, it's got to be personal. It's got to be what's in it for the client, where they are right here, right now, not where we want them to be a year from now, right? I have to connect with them on this very personal, uh, intimate, I use the word intimate, not in a weird way, but I have to connect with them. They have to want to do business with me in addition to whatever I'm selling, right? My products and services resonate with them exactly. It, it's it been that for 40 years. So nothing's yeah. changed, just that now we have this technology. And I feel like people who don't have that acumen of 40 years or 20 years, like you have 20 years of experience, when you don't have that underlying, we're using chat GBT and these other AIs, which have their place. I'm not, I'm yeah. not dissing them, but they're using that to create marketing campaigns because somebody told them, tell a story. And I'll tell you, I get these emails with this and I think, I don't care. Why yeah. are you telling me this? It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. So sometimes yes. I feel the emails become very egotistical versus sharing. So what you just said makes sense to me, What you, how you're running your business, right? It makes sense. Yeah. To me. You know, there's a, a really easy framework um, that your listeners can kind of take take away from this conversation yeah. is that your the the prospecting email that you send has to answer one question. Um, I'm emailing you because, and it can't be I'm emailing you because I want your business, or I'm emailing you because I can increase your whatever by thirty percent or decrease your other thing by seven percent. It's got to be from the perspective of the recipient. And at RepBoss, we use this word called connectors. Uh, the idea that the email that you send answers that question. I'm emailing you because um, using connectors. And connectors are, are things that we know to be true about you as the recipient that we can reflect in the copy that we send. Like a really 
I went to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I'm a Tar Heel. I'm a crazy basketball fan like we all are. <laughs> a really easy uh, connector would be, uh, hi, Connie. I went to UNC. You went to UNC. Isn't it great that we connected? That is not a great one, but it's a really easy example. Um, you went to Monmouth, right? Uh, Rutgers and then Monmouth for graduate. Yep. So a better connector would be, uh, hi, Connie. Uh, you went to Monmouth, the head coach is King Rice, who played at Carolina, who I used to pretend to be on the driveway when I was a kid. That That's a connector that's much deeper for you. And it shows that I did a lot more thinking and research. That's than right. What I and so uh, connectors are what build the story, right? And and that that's a hook that shows that I know who you are. It shows that I'm not just like an AI drone that's just cycling through people and barfing out content, which I, I will say, I agree, there is a place for that. And I can blow your mind um, with some of the stuff that we're working on in that category. Um, but connectors can also be things like, um, um, kind of you run a, a, a 20 person marketing agency. I didn't see a marketing job title on LinkedIn. So I'm guessing that you run marketing yourself. That's probably true. Like that's an assumption. That's something that we know to be true about you. And so I made an assumption that shows that I know who you are. Right. And so now I'm starting to weave together this story of we have some personal connectivity. I know something about your context and here may be something about my business or me personally that gives me a lot of credibility that makes me interesting to you, the recipient. And, you know, compare that to what you normally get, uh, which is just like, you know, a jackhammer of an email every three days from the same person saying the same thing that's all about feeds and speeds and trying to sell you features and products versus just trying to like show that I'm credible and interesting and that can maybe be helpful. Yeah. You know, what was that Stephen Covey? I think it's the fifth habit, right? Of the seven habits of highly successful people where he says, you know, try to understand before being understood. And that's what you just, basically, that's what you just said. Instead of me vomiting what I could do for you, I don't even know you, right? I don't even know where your business cycle is. Could I help you? Right? Do you need help with sales? In my case, do I need help with email marketing? You don't really know. And I, I can tell you, Eric, and have you seen this overall? The amount of, um, I'm going to say vomit. Why not? People, sorry about that. I hope we're not eating lunch. But, you know, the amount just like vomit that's coming through in these emails. And I read them and I think, is anybody buying from these people? It is so generic, vanilla. There's no thought in it. They copied it, right? Swipe copy. We even call it swipe copy because they they copied it from someone else. It's so inauthentic that it's, I find it offensive. And again, I do emails. I have email lists. I mean, I do all of these things. I really try to target my group in a personal way and be, so that they can get intimate with me again, not in that weird way. Are you seeing that as a typical practice out there in yes. your industry with what you're yes. doing? Yes. I yeah. mean, it, so it, it always has been, uh, it's cheap to send email. Yeah. Uh, in, in general, like compared yeah. to other things, like the, yeah. the marginal cost of sending an additional email is very low. Hmm. And so uh, that leads to this like scorched earth, volume-based approach that we are fervently opposed to. And, um, you know, it's it's hard and it creates a lot of noise in the market and we get yeah. lumped in with these types of companies. And, and invariably, like, you can, you can look at the website and it's like a guy 
<laughs> right? It's like a guy that's like built a website that maybe has a business, maybe not. And you know, that's fine. I'm not dissonant. No, you got to start like, somewhere. I'm with you. That's I'm how I started RevBoss. Ab- I was absolutely. Uh, but but no, in in you alluded to um, what's causing that now. It's AI, and um, I think it might get worse before it gets better. Yeah, uh, because it's really easy to spin up a piece of software that can just crank out email and SMS and everything else, and um, you know the marginal cost of a personalized email, and I'm using air quotes to Connie versus a personalized email to Eric. Uh, it's, you know, the cost of the chat GPT credits, which is like a fraction of a fraction of a cent. Uh, and so it's not free, but it's close to it. Mm. What you end up getting is garbage. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's the bad that AI has created for Martin and not just email, but marketing in general. Agree. Uh, It's, um, yeah, it's just so easy to create garbage that people are just creating garbage. People are lazy and people take the easy way when they're given that option. Because because t- I understand we're busy, so you're like, oh, I got to do that blog post. Let me chat GBT it. So I was talking to a colleague, and I'm I'd like you to weigh in on this too. I talked to a colleague, and we were saying, look, I think cha- I think this AI chat G- uh, GBT. Anybody who's not remaining relevant, especially my age group, beware because you're going to fall behind way too quickly. So I do think it has its place. But here's the difference. If I'm starting out, like you alluded to, they just left a corporate job, right? Which that's what I did. I left a corporate job, right? Started my business. They have this very minimal website because they're kind of figuring things out, but they have something for people to go to and they see chat GBT. They want to get a bunch of content created. Beautiful. Right. You're down here because you're kind of starting out. Chat GBT could get you there faster and raise you up, right? Versus I have 40 years of experience. So I'm up here. I start using chat GBT, which is the generic stuff already out in the internet. It has just devalued the 40 years I bring to the table. Yeah. So can chat GBT get me started? And then I put my secret sauce in there. Sure. It could be an outline, but people are depending on it because you know, marketers are saying we, we have to get at least five emails out with content with good. So people are depending on the AI. And I agree. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I think there's like a, a user curve that people are going to have to figure yeah. out in yeah. the, the best model I've heard for right now, the state of AI chat yeah. GPT kind of being the, the primary one that people are using. Everybody knows it's, that one. It's like an intern. ChatGPT is your intern. Give me 10 ideas for this. Write a draft for that. Um, I like that. Compare these things. Um, You know, write a, you know, it's amazing at generating code, right? Like if it's like a Python script or, you know, like GitHub's AI, uh, GitHub's Copilot uh, programming software can debug code. Like, it's a code debugger. It's a copy generator. It's a whole, like it can do a whole lot of like low level things. Yeah. And I think that you've nailed it in that it becomes really effective as just like this little, it's a gopher. It's an intern. That's how I use it. I love that. The, the next layer up is the way we're starting to use it at RevBoss, which is like embedded in our product and process as like, um, an administrative assistant or a virtual assistant. Hmm. And that is um, reply to this email, book this meeting, um, 
look at this website and tell me, does it have this or does it not have that? And so there's like a next level up where it's um, less of just like throw a project at it. Yeah. And let it come back with something that's amorphous and um, that you have to spend more time on. The next tier up is this idea of using it as like a task, task executor um, program where you don't yeah. have to check it because it's like, it's almost always right. Yeah. We've embedded it in our software uh, with this feature we built called Inbox. And we got hundreds of clients that send lots of email and all that email comes back. And until very recently, processing it manually and clicking buttons and whatever, and it's a mess. Well, now every email comes into an AI model that tags it. This is a lead. This is a meeting request. This is a colleague referral, request for more information, follow up later, not interested, unsubscribed, That's da da da. Great. Uh, and it also generates a reply. <laughs> So uh, a reply from you that says, um, hey, Eric, this is interesting. I'm going to be out. Can we follow up in two weeks? Well, you know, for you, the sales rep, man, you're like, okay, sounds good, Connie. I'll follow up in two weeks. Uh, make a reminder, email Connie in two weeks. Two weeks come. Did I get the reminder? Did I remember it? Who was Connie again? Now i got to type an email to Connie. Well, the way that's going to work now is, hey, Eric, email me in two weeks instantly. Email gets generated. Sounds great, Connie. I'll contact you in two weeks. Email gets generated, queued up for two weeks, threaded to the original thing. Hey, Connie, it's Eric. You told me to follow up in two weeks. Here I am. And here's the context. Let's chat. And, you know, that doesn't require anything from a salesperson just to yeah. use the right systems. Uh, and that's kind of where we are approaching. And then the third sort of tier, and I mean, there's probably a hundred tiers, right? You know? Yeah depending on how apocalyptic your views of AI are. <laughs> yeah. But beyond that, <laughs> it's the idea of, a, of an AI agent that's less transactional, but more can kind of complete threaded, complicated tasks of, okay, go to this website. And if it's this, do that. And then do this thing after that. And if it's that, do this and whatever. And so it can start to thread together, um, you know, a sequence of logic and um, it's really wild and uh, it's really wild how good it is at those things compared to, um, hey, ChatGPT, pretend you work for Connie Whitman, write a cold email to Eric Boggs trying to set up a meeting. It's actually pretty bad at that. Yeah. It's like really hokey and dorky and it doesn't work. But these transactional things where there's a lot of context and a lot of data that you can feed it. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy. It's, it's I see now it's I'm learning something. I didn't even realize that. But how interesting is that? So literally what I just heard is this the chat GPT or whatever AI is able to really they're better at digging deeper than doing the broad stroke. Not yeah. good at the broad stroke because it's yeah. out of context. And then they just throw crap in almost. Whereas yeah. when you go really, really deep and very specific with like follow up with Connie in two weeks, it becomes really actionable and good because it's a specific um, task. So it's good when, when you give the depth, the deep, the deepness of whatever the context is, it actually accelerates and does a better job. Yeah, it's precisely that. It, the quality of the input is what determines the output. And, Crazy. Um, with the like these transactional emails that we've started doing. Yeah. I mean, the context is really tight. It's really small. Like this person said, follow up in two weeks. The, uh, the person's Connie. I see where they work. 
you know, the the prompt that generates that reply is really narrow and really simple. And there's a lot of context and ChatGPT knows what respond to an email means. Yeah. Um, uh, when you give it something that is really broad, it's just going to infer and try its best. And sometimes it's just going to hallucinate. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's not going to be great. And that's why we invested in um, sort of this transactional model because it's a, a very high degree of accuracy yeah. uh, compared to, you know, open-ended, um, broad-based queries or problems. But you said it before too, Eric, You're, you've reiterated, you've reiterated, you've rinsed and repeat, you've worked on this and you, you have it really dialed in. And this is, see this again, remember before I said time, time and money, right? Business owners, we can't afford to waste time. And, you know, with COVID, everything's stopping. You had to shift, you had to pivot, you had to figure things out. You did that. You dug deep. You found a resource that's super usable beyond this broad stroke crap, right? So it's mm-hmm. that it's that reiteration. See, that's where the expertise comes in versus, oh yeah, I'm, I've been uh, playing with ChatGBT. I'm an expert now. No, 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 you're not. So taking that time and putting that effort and spending money and learning and whatever and putting truly the time in that you found a resource that can help your business, help other people's business. And now we have a whole new, you know, potentially line of business that you can offer out in the marketplace. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. What, Eric, what are some of the common mistakes that you see sellers make when they're trying to target, like you were talking about targeting the uh, potential customer for these cold emails? You know, how or potentially how could they avoid these types of pitfalls? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I can, I mean, how much time you got? I can rattle off. <laughs> I can rattle off a lot of mistakes that I made. Uh, right. And, and uh, you know, at this point, the mistakes that we make at RevBoss are very sophisticated and complicated mistakes because we've already cycled through all the dumb mistakes. That's right. That's uh, right. I think that the first thing that's like someone that is new to email prospecting or outbound or or, or uh, any, any sort of like cold outreach, uh, number one mistake is expecting magic. <laughs> Uh, I email a person, I'm interesting, they look like a good fit and they didn't respond like what the heck. It's no, it like it's a it's like anything else to do it well, you need to invest and and try to understand and be curious about your approach and if you expect magic, uh you're going to be disappointed because outbound is like just any other marketing channel. It's it's hard. Marketing is hard. And sometimes it is magic. When you have the best product on the planet in the brand name that everyone knows, piece of cake. Marketing at Nike and Apple, very different than marketing at RevBoss or a lot of our clients because we're, we don't have those things. Right. We're not a household name yet. You got to be patient. You got to be curious and you, and you got to invest. So that's the number one thing that we talk about with every client. Uh, And I think that you highlighted the um, uh, other one that I think is really important that I'll try to say it in, in two ways in that is like being me centric versus you centric mm. focusing on the recipient, mm. uh, like your quote, like emailing is a privilege and I need to be personalized and resonant and friendly in my approach, not transactional. And that means um, taking into consideration your context and what your problems might be and how my story might align with that versus 
hey, I can save you, you know, 20% on your car insurance. Are you interested? You know, book a meeting here. Like that's, that'll work if you scorch the earth with email, but it's not advisable. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a third one or sort of or, or that second one through another lens is being really narrow um, with your offer. Um, I take it that you can probably solve a lot of problems for the clients that you work with, right? I can help in this area. I can help in that area. I can help over here. A lot of our clients are the same way. Like we might work with a marketing agency that can do digital, um, they can do PR, they can do brand, they, like they're, they're full service. They got a big team and they can do everything. Um, I have outlawed at RevBoss this idea of emailing saying, anything from digital to PR to branding to whatever, we can do it for you. Um, because nobody has that problem. Nobody that you're going to contact says, I have every problem. I yes. have with That's digital true. PR branding and whatever. Right? right. And so we can do anything for you. Just let us know is a terrible way to go about it. Yeah. So you can probably do lots of things. You're very talented and you've got a broad set of products and services. Instead, what you have to do is say, I do this one thing exclusively for people like you. And that's the formula. And that's what works. And, um, our clients resist it. Heck, even our copy team sometimes like that kind of stuff slips in. It's like, well, we can do this or that. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like it has got to be so tight that it is like, heck yes or no. Um, and when you dilute the message with, you know, anything from branding to PR to whatever, you don't get the heck yes, because it's not clear to me what you do. Yeah. It's funny, Eric, because in sales, I say, you know, questions, right, are really important. Being you used the word curious before. I love that. That's another thing with sales. I think we I have to ask open ended questions. No, 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 no. Yes, you do. But let's be curious. And you have to be genuine with your question. Like you genuinely have to want to understand the answer to the question. Right? It's so funny. But even with the questions, they say like they. So what do you do for a living? Like what I teach the networking piece, right? And I say, please don't ask someone. So, oh, Eric, what do you do at Red Boss? That's such a broad stroke. Hey, hey, Eric, why did you, your founder, why did you start Rev Boss? Now you're going to get into the psyche of yeah. what's cool about Eric and you might connect with him on a personal level and you might both have philanthropic, you know, things that you both have in, in common. And now it's like, what do you do for a living? You're, you're being more thoughtful in how you yeah. approach it. We deal with people. It's got to be personal. And, and, you know, you use the word transactional and how you're teaching your chat GBT, but everything you're saying, it's not about the transaction with the human. It's truly about yeah. building that relationship. The transactional chat GBT or whatever the AI is helps us become real authentic quicker. That's the only thing. But yeah. that you you got to, you know, you know what it, they used to say, the, the flesh, you know, the hand to the hand, the flesh uh, shaking hands. We still have to meet people where they are and be human about it versus, like you said, just throwing all this crap against the wall. Well, I could do everything. And I just wanted one more comment really quick. When I sit in networking events, especially on Zoom and the moderator says, okay, if 30 seconds, let's go around the room really quick. Everybody gets a flavor of what you do. I have mine in a Word document. I don't read it anymore, but I have it up just to make sure I hit my three points that I want to. And I'm doing it in 25 seconds, right? I'm, I'm prepared. I'm locked and loaded. And then you get the people. And I do Alban or whatever. And I do this Mary Kay and I'm a life coach. And I sit there thinking, no, no, you're not. You yeah. don't even know what you're doing. How are you going to potentially help someone? So we yeah. think we're offering, I could do all of this stuff. 
clarity, without clarity, people are not going to make decision. No clarity, no decision. Clarity, people make decision. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a hard thing to learn. uh, And not just in the product or service that you want to offer, but to whom you want to sell it to or provide it to. It's one thing to be like, oh, I do this, 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 and this. And I do it for this market segment, that market segment, and that market segment, and that one. Uh, you know, you're halfway there if you're like, I'm a life coach, but I'm a life coach for eight different things. You are all the way there when you're, I'm a life coach or business coach for SaaS founders or That's right. marketing agency founders or, you know, elite sales executives. And here's the thing about, uh, uh, prospecting, cold email outbound. Um, the people that you're emailing don't know you. <laughs> so you can present the version of you that is best and most relevant for that person. And so it might be that you are a business coach for you know three client buckets. That's That's not unreasonable. But when I email you, I don't need to say I'm a business coach for bucket one, bucket two, bucket three. I just need to say I'm a business coach Entirely focused on the bucket in which you belong. That's and exactly that's like, right. And even that is, um, you know, I know our team is very good at that, but it's a mistake I see very frequently yeah. uh, in the marketing that I receive. Yeah. Uh, Another big topic, I the subject line. You know, every every marketing copywriter, you have to have a really good subject line, otherwise they're not even going to make it to the email. So how how can people practice or, or improve writing those compelling? subject line so that it, it does capture the person's attention. They go, oh, let me read the rest of this email. This, this guy sounds pretty cool. How do you do yeah. that? This is a challenge for me too, kiddo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so subject lines are binary. Either they're bad or they work fine. There is no, I mean, can you optimize and squeeze an extra whatever performance out of a subject line? Maybe, but in my experience, like the work that we do for our clients, mm. we we don't put a lot of thought into the subject line. We just know what to work. Uh, yeah, the copy the copy is what matters. The domain reputation and the inbox reputation is what matters. Mm. Um, the subject line rule is basically, um, what would you send to your friend or your coworker? Imagine, imagine Connie and I are coworkers, um, and I was going to send an email to you about having a meeting or seeing a product demo or whatever. Whatever that subject line is, I would send to you. That's what you should send to everyone. And, Make it personal. Yeah. And it's not about like misleading. It's just making it feel not like a solicitation or sales email or awkward. Yeah. And, um, you know, our stuff is usually like um, first name plus um, uh, company name. Like at, like my, like, like Connie plus Red Boss question mark or question about marketing at Red Boss or um, wondering about this, dot, dot, dot. It's like, it's like, I, it's like an email I would send to a coworker. And really simple. Yeah. That's the rule. And if, if you're like trying to think of zingers or tweak marketing copy or make it feel like a, uh, like a PR statement, you're doing it wrong. Um, the, the other thing too, is you're saying that I'm thinking sometimes I get these emails and I read the subject line. And I think, I don't even know what that means. Like they come up with, you know, remember Soulpreneur when it first came out? 
nobody knew what was the solopreneur. What does that mean? <laughs> then it you know eventually became mainstream. But you try to get cutesy, and then people read it, and oftentimes I go, oh, I don't even know what that means. It does. So my thought, oh, this doesn't pertain to me. If it did, I would know what that meant, right? So you dismiss it because it was being cutesy instead of fact of hey, this is what this email is about. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Make it personal as if you're talking to a friend or a colleague. Um, what would you say to them? And that should be compelling enough. I think we forget to make it personal because now all of a sudden it's in an email with Joe Schmo in the UK somewhere that I don't know. But do I want to know Joe Schmo in the UK? And would he be a potential, you know, revenue generator for me or whatever the relationship might turn out to be? Fascinating. Sales Sales and sales and sales and sales and yeah. all of these pieces yeah. of the puzzle. We need it all happening. But at the here's here's what I learned today, um, Eric. It's got to be personal. <laughs> it's got to yeah. be relevant to the person you're talking to. Otherwise, we're throwing spaghetti against the wall. And le- hey, let's see what sticks. Right? That's so inefficient to me. Yeah, yeah. It's um the the second the sort of the the other thing I would advise um as it relates to subject lines. Um, copy obviously matters too, mm-hmm. but the, what I would put as the number one thing above subject line and the actual copy is the strategic foundation underneath why you're emailing that person. Like I would, I would invest most of my effort in my team, invest most of their effort into segmentation yes, and prospecting and yeah. qualification, yeah. uh, First and foremost, I mean, you're building a house, right? Like that is the foundation of the house. Yes. You can have like the best furnishings and the coolest floors and like the most stylish artwork artwork on the wall. But if the foundation is poor, it's all going to fall apart. And the strategic um, uh, uh, sort of conceptualization is what is what makes it or breaks it. Yeah. Because you can write good copy. And then the, the great thing about copy is like, oh, this isn't working. Well, let's look at the replies and try to figure out why that's easy. That's easy to fix over time. That's easy to iterate And subject line is just like a tiny, tiny piece of that. Yeah. So if, if you're worried about copy and subject lines and all that, I would, I wouldn't actually, I would, I would instead spend my time thinking about what's the segmentation of the audience. What's the reason that this segment buys or what is appealing for this segment versus that segment and spend your time there. So that you're not just emailing the same thing to everybody. Yeah, that and that's it. Because now I understand who inevitably who the person is. And I could be so much more direct with how I hit them that they read and think, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about this. Or yeah. oh my gosh, I was I was looking into this. This is so weird that the email came through, right? So, but it's just being at the right place at the right time. But you have to do that research. I think we try to move too fast, but the it's patience. It, business is patience. Business is putting the time in. Business is building. I like how you said the house too. It's not about the furnishing, right? It's building that foundation. Because you know, I've been around twenty three years, almost twenty four years now. Um, that doesn't happen by accident, right? It's because I deliver. I have a good reputation. All of those things, but it takes time, and we have to be patient to get the results we want. Work hard. I'm not saying be a slacker, but yeah, yeah, have to put the time in to figure out, you know, to get those direct hits that you just spoke about. So we're yeah. out of time, Eric. You're this is brilliant. So here's the deal, everyone. Um, <laughs> Eric likes me, so I've got him in my corner. But teasing, teasing. Here's the deal. I really do think if you're struggling and you're not getting the response, an email is one of the big 
components of you generating those new lead gens coming in, please email him. His, his email is eric at rev, R-E-V-B-O-S-S, revboss.com, website revboss.com. And you do have a free gift. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, guys. It's revboss.com slash secret hyphen menu. I'll put, don't worry about the hyphens and all that. I'll put it in the show notes. But what do they get with that secret menu, uh, Eric? So everybody could click it. Yeah, so we're, we're launching a new product um, that when we, we are recording this is not real yet, but by the time you publish this, Connie, it, it will be real. Um, our primary service today is a full-service email prospecting um, program, generally $4,000 a month, uh, give or take. We're building a SaaS version of this that is starting at $1,000 a month, so a wow. much lower price point. Um, meant for solo practitioners, small uh, business services providers, so small marketing agency, PR firm, consulting firm, cool. uh, one woman show type of things. Um, we onboard these. Uh, we're onboarding these customers like they're full service customers, teaching them the tools, setting up the product, and they're um, set up for success. And it's a new thing. We're really excited about it. And um, this is the first time I've said this landing page uh, out loud. I'm so excited. <laughs> now it's got to be real, dude. Got to do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. To, to anyone else. Because <laughs> we're going live, Internet. right? Two weeks. It's live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're bringing it along slowly. Like it's going to be a little while before we get it on our homepage and get it on our pricing page. Hence, secret menu. Um, because it's something that we're not ready for uh, to kind of scale out to the world yet. Just because we want to kind of make sure we get it right. Sure. But um, a lot of the AI transactional email stuff I talked about is part of that product. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're really, um, pumped up about it and we think it's going to help a lot of people. And, uh, I appreciate you having me on to talk about all this stuff and awesome. share with your listeners. Yeah, this is great. So guys, hot off the press, the main voyage of the new product happens on my show. I love it. I love when that happens. Um, Eric, you're a delight. Thank you so much. And Everything you said philosophically, you know, resonates with me on the sales side. So the lead gen, they have, we have to have the lead gens coming in, right? And then I come into the play where it's about the sales skill itself and the communication. But this lead gen piece, I, that's where I see a lot of my personal clients as well as my corporate clients. That's where they're missing the boat. It's on that lead gen piece because you hear so many different philosophies. And I think we have to figure out what is the philosophy that works for me. And you customize that for people, which at the end of the day, again, I think it has to be that personalization. Otherwise, we're just throwing spaghetti against the wall. So thank you so much. Anybody that's interested, guys, again, I'll put Eric's email, um, the new product, the secret menu, and also uh, the website so you could check it out. If you're struggling in any way, I do think it's worth having a conversation with Eric. You know, he's the real deal. This isn't his first rodeo. He's been doing this for 20 years. But he's locked and loaded. He's done a lot of the legwork that, frankly, I don't want anything to do with learning the technology like you were describing the SaaS. And the, I'm like, yeah, like pins in my eyes. Thank you very much. I'll hire someone because that's not my zone of genius. I don't want to spend time in that. So if anybody listening, even my corporate clients, if you feel the lead gen isn't coming in, please reach out to Eric. He's truly a delight. Otherwise, I wouldn't have him on my show. Um, so, Eric, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing um, your zone of genius with my peeps. I, I so appreciate it. My pleasure, Connie. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging out. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter where you are on changing your sales game or your career or whatever's going on. I truly hope my guests and I provide some ideas, tips, strategies, something that you could 
pause today. Listen to the show and pause. What can you take? Information's a beautiful thing, but if you do nothing with it, it's information. What can you do based on my conversation with Eric today? Put it into action, man, and I promise you'll get magic on the back end. Um, try it. It works. Trust me. Um, right where we're dis- where we find un- discomfort or we're uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens. So again, I hope Eric shines some light on some of your blind spots um, to help you grow your business. I love you all. Thank you for tuning into Changing the Sales Game with me, your host Connie Whitman on WebTalkRadio.com. I will see you all next week. Have an awesome week. Again, take the information, put it into action. And I promise you, magic happens. I love you. I'll see you next week. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Follow.